thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope that the notes you took from our guests will help you as you plan and build your career. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. View from the big chair, examining the cost to be the boss. I'm your host, Marlon Jones, and I thank you again for listening. This episode of the podcast, View from the Big Chair, Examining the Cost to Be the Boss, is going to look at the seven relationships that you must manage if you're going to be a senior level administrator within sports administration. The reason that so many former student athletes succeed in the sports administration industry is because of the teamwork skill sets that they develop while competing in their sport. While I never competed in sports, I was a cheerleader and a member of marching and symphonic bands, and each required the same teamwork skills that are necessary to make a multifaceted business like a university athletic department, or a professional sports team run smoothly. Teamwork is an important and constant priority. Although it may seem simple, every team needs to have an ultimate goal that is easy to understand. Leaders must make sure their administrative team is able to visualize the goals in order to properly execute them. All employees need to work together to be successful. Each team member must be unselfish and dedicated to the total goal. And that requires approaching challenges constructively and positively. Sports administrators are confronted with multiple competing deadlines and overlapping projects that must be successfully managed and There's little room for error. These careers come with an abundance of stress, but also great rewards when everything comes together perfectly because of a carefully executed team plan. To advance in your career, you need to be cognizant of times when your boss seems stretched and offer to assist. Yes, you have your own assignments and you may need to use time outside of normal work hours to complete them. But if you're able to volunteer to assist your boss when they need it the most, you will be remembered for the assistance you provided. Remember, in sports administration, people move and change organizations frequently and you want to be top of mind to either one Go with your boss when they transition to a high-level position. Or two, you want to be in the conversation to replace them as the boss and become the new leader of your current area. At the collegiate level, the director of athletics manages all facets of the athletic program, including competition scheduling, hiring and firing coaches and administrative staff, promoting programs and events, creating and maintaining the budget, fundraising, and participating on campus committees, all while supervising personnel. On the professional level, general managers are oftentimes spokespersons for the media. In addition to managing all team contracts, 
including those for players and coaches, those for merchandise, and broadcasting rights. They promote programs and events. They create budgets. They also conduct fundraising activities for their foundations and supervise personnel. Top executives need to understand how all the different departments work together to create the final products, the sporting events. So we're going to examine the seven relationships you must master if your goal is to sit in one of the big chairs of senior management of a sports organization. Let's look first at the athletes. The athletes are the reasons that the fan and media attend your competitions. Always remember that. Your job is to make sure that all of the persons who work for you keep the athlete experience top of mind. For without athletes, none of us would have jobs. Make time to speak with your athletes and get to know them as individuals. If you're on a college campus, inquire about their classes and internships. If you're in a professional sports setting, check on their families. Know the community organizations they work with so that you can help support their service activities and their outreach efforts. All athletes are now able to make money from their name, image, and likeness, including high school students. You need to, take, you need to stay on top of understanding what relationships your athletes have with sponsors and make sure that their individual contracts do not interfere with any team contracts that you have in place. Also make sure that NIL contracts do not put your organization at risk for potential Title IX violations. Remember the athletes arguably have the most pressure of anyone in the organization. So ensure that there are opportunities for them to tend to their mental health, just as you provide personnel to attend to their physical injuries because their mental health impacts their ability to compete. The next relationship you must master is with coaches. Whether you work in a collegiate or professional sports setting, you will supervise coaches. But this type of supervision is different than supervision in the traditional human resources sense. Yes, you will evaluate the work of the coaches, and you must be clear on what your expectations are for the year. But remember, coaches are highly talented professionals who have to depend on athletes to execute their vision. So you cannot use standard rubrics in your evaluation of their work. Winning games is the easy part to evaluate, but a coach's success depends on your being able to provide the tools needed for the coach to succeed, mainly money and personnel. If you're on the college level, you will need to ensure that your coaches don't have to worry about anything that is not related to the team and its progress. The rest of the administrative tasks should be handled by assistant coaches, administrators, 
and you. Yes, you. Your job is to make the coach's job easier. So their only focus is on the team and possibly fundraising that the two of you will do together. Your job is not to tell them how to coach, but to allow them to do what they do best by removing any obstacles from their way so that they and the team can shine. Generally, coaches are the most visible persons in the athletic department, other than the athletes. So you must be comfortable with the spotlight not being on you, but on them. Remember, most of your coaches were highly successful athletes who are accustomed to the spotlight and generally are at home in it. When their teams are winning, they don't need you as much. But when their teams are struggling, you will be needed to keep them motivated and encouraged. This relationship is unlike any other manager-subordinate relationship. And if you approach it from the general human resources lens, you will fail. Whether you selected the head coach or inherited the coach, you have to make sure that you provide what is necessary for success or the entire department will fail. If you're working in college athletics, each coach will need time and attention from you, not just the coaches of the revenue sports teams. It is not enough for you to attend the competitions, but you must be visible at the competitions so the coach sees you and can actually feel your support. There are a lot of administrative positions within sports, and you will have to develop relationships with the administrative professionals in across multiple departments. The administrative professionals required behind the scenes of competitions are invaluable, and they must be treated with dignity and respect. Remember, this profession requires persons to work when the rest of the world is at home, mostly nights and weekends. But it also requires them to work during the day to get ready for the nights and the weekends. Therefore, you have to be flexible regarding office hours and understand that they still have doctor's appointments and school meetings if they're parents that must be scheduled during normal work hours. So your employees are going to come and go throughout the day. You must have a level of trust in the persons who are working for you and with you to do their jobs without being micromanaged. And to lead in this area, you must be visible during the day and the evening hours yourself if that is your expectation from your employees. Again, it is important that you make it clear to each direct report what they must accomplish within a year in order to be rated as meeting or exceeding expectations so there are no surprises at evaluation time. Depending on the level of sports, you will either interact with parents, 
and or with spouses. If you work in college athletics, you must develop relationships with the parents, both parents of prospective student athletes and current student athletes. Relationships with the parents of prospects can be the toughest to manage because there are NCAA regulations regarding when you can speak with prospective parents and they may not be aware of them. And while you must follow the NCAA regulations, you need to do so in a way that informs parents of the NCAA regulations that prevent you from speaking with them at certain times. This way they'll understand that you cannot speak to them right now, but that you will contact them and follow up as soon as the NCAA contact period allows. Parents of current student athletes have sent their most precious possession to you, their children, and they are in your care for the time that they are enrolled at your university. Now, while you should divert now, while you should defer conversations regarding playing time to coaches, there will be serious concerns regarding an array of topics from travel to summer school, internships to housing, meals and tutoring, and change of major that you will have to acknowledge before you pass them along to the administrators in charge of those areas. When parents contact you directly regarding an issue, you need to forward the contact information to the experts that you have hired and allow them to solve the issue. Understanding that we must close all issues 365 degrees so that means that you will follow up with the administrator to ensure that the parent received resolution to the issue and that is actually closed. If you work in professional sports, you won't have to worry as much about parents, but you will have to entertain conversations with spouses of your athletes and your coaches. You must remember to always listen and be kind before referring them to the appropriate administrator to handle their issue. To them, you are the face of the organization and you don't want their issues to escalate to social media where they will be harder to contain. One of the most important relationships in any sport administration organization is the relationship with the media. Media professionals work hard to produce the best and most engaging content possible. They need accurate, credible information from you. To develop a positive relationship with them, you must be honest and respectful of their deadlines. After all, reporters are simply seeking information. Sometimes they know a lot. Sometimes they know a little, and sometimes they know nothing at all about your area. 
everybody is looking to be the first to report a story. And these days, no topic seems to be off limits. And that's produced some pretty tough moments for teams in the spotlight. If you're interviewed, don't lie. Lying to the media is a big mistake. When answering questions, remember that you're not withholding information or using off-the-record language. Never show anger and try to avoid sounding evasive. The media need access to you and your teams in order to do their jobs. And your organization needs publicity to keep people interested in your teams and your events. So the relationship with the media must be a cooperative one. You need to learn what information the media needs from you and when. If you do not cultivate these relationships, instead of your competitions, your athletes and your coaches being the story, the fact that they cannot get from you what they need will become the story. In addition to developing relationships with the media, you must also have a strong presence on social media and engage with your fans. Remember, you are competing with a lot of other activities and events for their disposable income. And in this council culture, you have to remember the words of playwright and actress Mae West. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. It may be beneficial for you to offer media training for all of your coaches on a periodic basis to make sure they understand how to best interact with and understanding what the media needs to do its job. Most importantly, make sure that there is only one spokesperson for your organization and everyone knows to refer questions to this person for official statements. You do not exist in a vacuum. You are a part of a community and your relationship with the community can make or break your organization. Whether you're working in collegiate or professional athletics, you will depend on the community to support the teams that you work for. And the community expects a certain level of support from you and your organization. This means being a member of community organizations and attending the meetings of some of these organizations regularly. It may mean speaking at elementary and middle schools for career day programs and working with youth organizations as well. It is not enough for your teams and coaches to be visible in the community. You must be active and visible as well. There will be groups in the community who conduct fundraisers throughout the year, and you may need to purchase a table at these events. Use this opportunity to reward your administrative staff with an opportunity to attend these events and use the seats at your table. 
This will also help keep the morale of your employees up as well. Remember, you will ask these same community members to use their discretionary income to purchase tickets to your games and events. In addition, you'll have them paying for parking, concessions, and merchandise. So if you want them to spend with you, you have to spend with them. And sometimes the currency that you spend will be your time. With the internet, your community expands beyond your local area. And you have to be cognizant of where your fans live and try to connect with them as often as possible to make them feel special and included. You need to provide access to events, press conferences, and special announcements via streaming to keep your fans beyond your immediate area connected to you. And in addition to offering paid streaming opportunities, find ways to provide complimentary access as well by offering behind-the-scenes access for fans. Remember, many of these experiences are ready for you to provide with a smartphone-generated video. Lastly, we need to look at your mental health. Directors of athletics and general managers deal with constant stressful situations and must invoke self-care in order to work effectively. You have to remember to take some time for yourself in the midst of the competing deadlines and the firefighting that you will be required to do so that you don't burn out and that you prevent medical issues such as hypertension, digestive issues, and chronic pain. Work-life balance will look different for each person, but it is necessary to develop some skills for you to be successful in this area. Maintaining a healthy work-life balance isn't just about the fair allocation of time. It's about how the demands of your work match up with your lifestyle and affect the rest of your life. Work-life balance refers to our ability. Work-life balance refers to our ability to manage our time properly, to allocate our labor appropriately, all while continuing to maintain satisfaction in our personal and professional lives. Stressed employees suffering from poor work-life balance can experience a host of negative physical and mental health problems, including increased risk of anxiety, depression, mood disturbances, substance abuse, workplace injuries, and interpersonal conflict between coworkers. Insufficient time off from work and high-pressure jobs can be especially damaging when they're experienced concurrently. The effects of your life not being in balance not only impacts you, but all of those that you interact with both at home and at work and in the community. 
the most important aspect of any employee is the benefit their work provides to the company. The quality of your work is a direct reflection of your ability to be consistent and dependable. A happy, healthy worker will also energize their coworkers as well as their customers and their clients. Sports administration is a rewarding career, but you have to determine how to create some balance in your life for you to perform at your best for your organization and your family. If you desire to sit in the big chair of director of athletics, general manager or presence, you must understand the quote by Isaac Asimov, learning is never finished. My mother taught school for over 40 years. And in the summers, she took courses in her subject areas, history and world cultures, or in pedagogy. My father attended Army Reserve Officers Training Camp every summer using his two weeks vacation each year. So I learned at an early age that education is a lifelong activity and you must continue your education long past your graduation day if you're going to be successful in your career and be seen as one of the top persons in your field. In 2016, I was teaching a course in person and I transferred universities in the middle of the semester. So we had to move the course to the online environment. Ooh, it was a frustrating experience for the students and for me because we had to make that major change with no coaching. I decided that if I was gonna keep teaching in the online environment, that I had to get some coaching. So I took a course in how to structure online courses. Not only did the class teach me that skill, but it showed me how making small changes to the environment and the amount of work assigned allowed the students to interact on a deeper level with the material and retain it for a longer period of time. So by learning from the experts in online teaching and coupling that with my subject matter expertise in sports administration and human resources, I was able to transform a frustrating experience into a win-win situation for my students and for me. And as a result, I was nominated for an adjunct teaching award. As you continue to progress in your career and you look to lead sports organizations, you're going to have to continue receiving coaching and getting you're going to have to continue receiving coaching and attending professional development training courses. You need to understand areas that are generally not taught in sports administration programs. You need to be comfortable 
selling group, individual, and season tickets. You need to understand your community members and your potential customers so that you know how to get them to part with their disposable income on a recurring basis to attend your events so that you generate not just revenue, but profit. A top sport administrator also knows how to save their organization money. And you do that by understanding how to manage risk. That requires knowledge of areas of negligence, compliance, Title IX, and employment discrimination. You see, before you get to sit in that big chair, director of athletics, general manager, or president, you will have to receive a lot of training. And some of it, you're going to have to pay for yourself. It is an investment in your future that will pay dividends, not today and maybe not tomorrow, but it will pay off in the long run. When your name is mentioned in rooms where you are not present by current senior executives, when they talk about the young professionals in their organization and in their community development programs that they want to work with on their team. So remember, education is never finished. Continue getting education from other episodes of this podcast. Join our Facebook group, Next Level Sports Administrators, and reach out to us whenever you have any questions or concerns. I'm wishing you all your dream job or one that's better. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope that the notes you took from our guests will help you as you plan and build your career. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. View from the big chair, examining the cost to be the boss. I'm your host, Marlon Jones, and I thank you again for listening.